0: Welcome to No Church Answers, the weekly Christian podcast for men. We're not pastors, just regular guys looking to model positive Christian leadership in our work, families, church, and communities. Want to discover ways to apply scripture effectively in everyday life? Tired of the pat answers in Sunday school? Then settle in for a gritty, authentic, and unexpectedly funny Christian podcast. And now, No Church Answers.
1: And welcome to No Church for Answers. This is a Christian roundtable discussion for men. This is podcast number 312. Hard to believe. And we're glad you're here. Where is it here? Here is Sugarland, Texas. So grab Globe, spin it around. Blah! Not sure where you ended up, but uh, spin it around. Find Texas. Southeast side of Texas is Houston. Southwest side of Houston is Sugarland, And that is where we are. You know, we're not pastors. We're just regular guys. And each of us are on our own spiritual journey. And we're out working, meeting daily challenges, just like you. And that's why we're here. We're having a Christian discussion for men. And unlike others, we are not taking church answers. So we're glad that you've joined us. You know, this podcast has been called Deliberately Provocative and Unexpectedly Funny. So we're so glad that you've checked us out. Our podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're on Facebook, YouTube, and at NoChurchAnswers.com. So please rate our podcast and leave a review. And of course, none of this would be uh, possible without your support. Real quick, before I get in and introduce the panel, I just want to let you know, our podcast number 311 is absolutely awesome. I didn't really watch... The Chosen before, Uh, but man, after I watched it, it added color to the story and to Christian faith. And then what was even better was the discussion with the fellas here, which added even more color and detail to my understanding. So I urge you, we don't get to have these kind of discussions with our just general group. This was awesome so at this point in time (laughs) i'm going to go ahead and just get right in and uh, introduce our panel he's a former world-class and i mean world-class policy writer He's a professional gambler. I don't know if he's world class on that, though, but he is the show producer. It's Mr. Steve Titch. Yo, I'm
2: still waiting for my final table at Dave.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right. He doesn't have the bracelet yet, but he is working on it. Um, He is a former prosecutor and attorney. He's kind of the group historian. We call him the judge. It's Michael Cropper. Hey, Hey, Mike. And a a corporate trainer, which is a uh, uh, industrial grade teacher, kind of the group theologian. We call him the professor. It's Robert Koshu. Hey, Robert. Hey, Robert. Hey, gentlemen. <clears throat> and my name is Bill Cox, and I'm basically uh, just kind of like a writer, former DJ, uh, and uh, oh, that's a salesman. That's what I do. Uh, and with that, I'm going to go ahead and jump right in and uh, bring in our producer, Mr.
2: Steve Titch. Yes, it's uh mid-December. It's the Advent season. Most churches have already started with their Advent candles, uh decorations, uh Christmas pageants and concerts. And it's it's it is if you're a kid it's certainly a fun time of year. That's what we'll talk about from a religious perspective. Advent's a time of hopeful anticipation. We we remember the ancient prophecies uh, of Isaiah, Jeremiah, uh, who wrote of of God's promise of a savior. Uh, and I'm told that Advent's also a time to look forward to the second coming, the the final joyous union between heaven and earth. Uh, it's not all about what happened in the past. It's it's a, the 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 anticipation is still here, and we're supposed to be feeling all this all this anticipation and joy and peace that's coming and if you're a 21st century man even if you're a christian sometimes your answer to that is yeah all right uh it is sadly or unfortunately uh one of the most stressful times of year for for uh everyone and i think to a certain extent men feel it very strongly uh because they are, have family responsibilities job responsibilities uh there's always some pressure this time of year a lot of companies out there decide that this is the best time to fire people uh and i'm sure it's happened to a lot of people to you find yourself at a job out of a job at the you know at, at during the holiday season uh it's a time when loss is felt uh keenly um it is it's a time where you know you're you're just worried about the family drama uh you know you know the house has to be cleaned we both work uh who's going to clean the bathroom uh and you know, Uncle Joe is gonna come over, and it's only a matter of time before he starts off. Uh so um I just it's <laughs> Bill will Bill will quote the Bible in a few minutes. I'm going to quote from uh Charles Dickens' Christmas Carol, which even though Scrooge was a mean guy and a guy who you really didn't want to be, uh these words were written 180 years ago, yet they resonate when he says, what's Christmas time to you but for a time for paying bills without money, a time for finding yourself a year older and not an hour richer, a time for balancing your books and having every item in them through a round dozen of months presented dead against you. I'm telling you guys, if you feel this way, it's okay
1: interesting well that, that's kind of uplifting for a, <laughs> for a start all right uh so for those of you who did not uh injure yourself after that uh let's go ahead and we'll bring in uh, michael cropper
3: yeah i have been it's a time to reflect and appreciate the good things we have and that come your way in life and uh stress is a part of life before i want to get any further with that uh, whether you have Christmas or not, um, you still go through stress each day driving on the freeways in Houston and, and everything, and and gr- shopping at the grocery store and putting up with all the people who have bad att- attitudes anyway. But what what Christmas reminds me of, and and Advent also, is taking a size fourteen foot and cramming it into a size ten shoe. So. That, that and this is what is <laughs> referring to when he tells us he tells us we got we have a, a, a lot of things we have to deal with, especially as men. Anyway, we just celebrated Thanksgiving folks. For Christians, it's a time to reflect on God's goodness, as you know, and if you're like most of us, you do not know how to slow down and enjoy it, especially if you were the host for the people who came over and celebrated Thanksgiving with you. and I happen to be the host of my family. Uh, But I love the Christmas season. I've always loved it. I adore the lights, the music, the magical feeling I experience while I navigate the stores. It's also rewarding when I find the right gift for a family member. I enjoy giving money and gifts to charity. However, the giving does not remove the stress that accompanies the season that Steve has referred to. Uh, As men, we definitely feel a different type of stress than our spouses feel. I've always worried about spending too much money and we always did we always spent too much money on presents and as we raised our children gave them gifts credit cards were the additional source of money to be re- we relied on and I tried to pay them off in three months after Christmas um, anyway as I mentioned one of the sources of stress is buying the right gift family members uh, Patricia my significant other has helped me reduce stress in this area she says if any family member won't give you a a, a an item or tell you the item that they want for Christmas just buy them something and give them the receipt and wrap it up <laughs> so that takes away a lot of the stress for me if I if I if I can't spend a reasonable amount of time looking for gifts or I do spend a reasonable amount of time and can't find what I want to buy then I just give them an item and and wrap it up and put a put a receipt in with it anyway but yes we're looking forward to this this time uh, today folks to share with you some of our experiences. on on the stress that we face during the uh, Advent or preparation for Christmas. And that Advent, of course, the preparation is called Advent. Bill?
1: Excellent, uh,
4: Professor. So this is the time of year that, that, as Steve said, is called Advent. If you watch any TV, the commercials will tell you to go make it a December to remember and i will tell you please don't go make it a december to remember if you can't afford it 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 is it is insane and if you're in if you are part of an evangelical church a purebred evangelical church that does not identify the church year liturgical churches start their year with advent move into the epiphany go from the epiphany to lent to passion week to Easter to um, the uh, acts, not the acts. Sorry, the Pentecost, Pentecost? and then and then they stay the rest of the year in what's called normal time, and then they start all over again with Advent. Advent is all about renewing and renewal, and it's a time to reflect. It's a time to be hope, and it really is a time for you to make it a December to remember not because of your gifts and what you're giving and don't get me wrong, I like giving gifts and I like receiving gifts. but it's a time to reflect and remember what this season is all about and why we have it. And if your church is in, you know if your church doesn't recognize Advent in any way, I'd encourage you talk to your pastor and say, hey, I think we need to do this to really, really talk about and think about what this season means beyond the gifts, beyond the stress? And how do we sit back and have that peace and hope? And that's what this podcast is about.
1: Excellent. And with that, uh, I'm going to go ahead and read the scripture. This is Isaiah 9, 2 through 7. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest, as warriors rejoice when dividing the plunder. For as in the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered The yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor, every warrior's boot used in battle, and every garment roiled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fuel for the fire. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called
2: Steve. I really loved the way you read that. Uh, That was awesome because you really got the joy. You really got what a a stupendous event this is going to be that Isaiah was writing of this, 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 this this joyous coming is this, the the intervention in history uh, that he prophesied some 700 years before it happened. And um, you know, you can talk everything. Well, there's, you know, that, that's beginning to encap- in, encapsulate the meaning of Christmas. This uh, this great victory, this great uh, return, uh, the, the the this this new kingdom that's being inaugurated. And I and and we've we've talked, you know, when we studied, right? We talked about all of the the implications of that. Um, and maybe that's. Uh, it's been a weird week for me i mean there's been a lot of excitement with last week's podcast so what do we do next and maybe intuitively i i fell on that scripture and now i'm really glad i did because you did it did, did a terrific job with it um yet okay we know this how do we how do we integrate that into our our our, these these weeks before christmas and because there's there's always someone who wants to say oh well you know remember the reason for the season and that's that's really nice but but it's 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 still it's still hard to do that I've, i've i've had some past experiences with the holidays growing up they were never they were never terrific, especially while I was a teenager. Was one reason I drifted away in my twenties when I was working on my own. I just, I, I, I can't say I didn't celebrate Christmas, but it was a day where I just kept, you know, I didn't go anywhere, I didn't go to parties, watched movies. It was a total day of utter relaxation because there was so much tension on these days in my youth. And now that I have a family, it's still it's different. I mean, I could say I've gone through different stages. But uh, you know, when when my son was younger, it was always, "Are we gonna <laughs> assemble all the gifts, assemble all that stuff?" And you know, it's ten o'clock at night on Christmas Eve, and you know, your your wife are just pretty much, you know, at your wit's end. And I'm sure we've all gone through versions of that. Um, but leading up to where we are this time around, um, I know there's some notes to compare with with, with Robert. Uh, my situation is a little different. Sharon's mother, my mother-in-law has has been moved down to Sugarland and she is in a, a you could call it an assisted living center a a, a, a a retirement community. She is not in the assisted part of it actually you know some of the, the sad part is that she doesn't really need assistance at this point um despite her age but I, i'm good she doesn't listen to this podcast i don't think she knows it exists um but um nice. by and large she's a toxic person and um it was easy to deal with you know a few times a year when we would get together as a family now she's going to be almost here throughout the holiday season and i'm not really looking forward to it um and we've already had a bit of a dust up uh, this weekend, and I, that's all I'm going to leave it because I'm not going to, do, do, you know, dwell on it. But I, it's it's kind of a situation where, and and in in some cases, you know, we're we're my wife and I are having to almost literally concentrate. On the good stuff, which is kind, of, you know, concentrate on how wonderful this this uh, this this time of season is. Because if we don't, we'll get caught up in the the family drama, professor.
4: So you know, it, it's one of those as I think through, you know, the the different stresses, you know, that I've gone through. You know, I, last year I was without a job and interviewing and landed the job I have now in the middle of this. But I also remember the Christmases where, you know, we were struggling financially early in our marriage. You know, when we had kids, it's like, okay, you got to figure something out here. And how do we do that? And as a as a guy, you're just trying to figure out how to fix it, you know, and how, how you can make it better and what you can do. And then, you know, you're you're hanging around and your friends are talking about, well, yeah, you know, how about my kid? This. Three thousand dollar electric car thing, you know, and it's awesome, and blah blah blah. And you're like, dude, I'm trying to figure out how I can scrape 50, 50 bucks together to get my kids something for Christmas. And and it's the stress of that plus adding in, like you said, Steve, the stress of whatever's going on with your family. Because let's just the the best part about family, and I think this is something that Christianity captures is is family's messy. No matter how you deal with it. Oh, my God, you better have the perfect meal, you know, and in my family, that means a perfect brisket, perfectly fixed cowboy beans, the rip off Luby's mac and cheese recipe, three pecan pies, you know, of which to see, you know, my wife's stressed eight to 10 years ago was she finally got my mother's pecan pie recipe from her. And I looked at her and I said, look, I know we've been married 20 something years and we've got kids and everything, but if you can't make this pie, it's a deal breaker at this point. So <laughs> you've, you've <laughs> wait got some, wait a minute, wait a minute,
2: <laughs> put the pressure on. <laughs> you know,
0: but but it, oh. but it's
4: but it's but it's it's all of that stress oh, putting it together,
1: you know. Excellent. And so yeah. <laughs> we, hey, we, you, know, you know what? Yeah. Uh and we're going to get back to that in a moment, you know, but uh, the, prov- uh, the professor and producer have something that, you know, they want to bring up. Yeah, Bill. Uh, Steve's turned beyond a magic mind.
4: It's a subtly sweet productivity drink that keeps me focused, improves my concentration and focus, and has helped me stay productive throughout the day.
2: Yeah, uh, generally, I pull a cappuccino at about three <laughs> <laughs> three o'clock every afternoon. And you know, that it gives me the kick I need to finish the day, make dinner, stay active into the evening. But you know, the downside is that I really was getting wired. Uh I wanted to enjoy the evening, not be irritated and impatient over, you know, whether, you know, whether uh, the streaming isn't working the right way or something like that. Uh when I'm trying to get the, the UH basketball game. Uh so nice. <laughs> So, uh, go koobs yesterday, darn right. Um, but you know, the, the small bottle of magic mind it keeps me sharp and focused, is the you know, the especially these winter afternoons as the daylight flags. Uh, I enjoy my evenings better, whether I'm reading, you know, watching, watching the basketball game, watching a movie, doing a podcast like this. Believe me, you got to get up for that. Uh, and but you know you know playing a game with the with the family. Uh, we do that from time to time and and speaking of games you know you know darn well you know darn you well poker. Bill uh you know I'm out there late nights at the poker table you you really you really need your attention and you really need your focus but if you're if you're too wired on coffee you get uh, a bit nervous you get impulsive you start making mistakes. Uh, even if you're even if you're alert, and and I think that's what coffee does to you, but magic mind keeps it gives you that that bit of a more even keel.
4: Yeah, you know it, it's funny. Bill calls me an industrial grade teacher, a corporate trainer. The reality of it is, I'm the manager of a train of a company that is in the energy industry and. We have 1500 employees. Our business is inherently dangerous and I'm not one of those foo foo trainers that does all the HR training. I actually do the operations training. So the safety training, the procedures and everything else. So needless to say, I work long hours, particularly, you know, if I'm going out in the field, you know, I'm apt to be climbing around on towers with the operators and everything else. And so I work a long day. And I'm like, Steve, you know, man, at three o'clock, I'm looking for something to keep me up. And I found Magic Mind kind of gets me, keeps me going and keeps me focused through the rest of the afternoon.
2: Yeah, it contains matcha, uh, which has far less caffeine than coffee. And plus, it has these additional compounds called catechins. And they release that caffeine um, more evenly and more slowly over time. So it's kind of like getting that cup of coffee but without the jolt or the crash uh it's just is 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 nice nice and smooth over time and in addition to that magic mind also contains l thionine which is a natural stress reducer and other ingredients include nootropics and adaptogens like lion's mane mushrooms and ashwagandha
3: ashwagandha what <laughs>
4: Yeah, yeah, Mike. It, it's a natural stress reliever, which in in my world, you know, I'm stressed out every day. There, there's a lot going on, a lot with it. So it comes from an evergreen tree found in Africa and Asia, and it contains chemicals that help calm the brain, reduce swelling, lower blood pressure, and actually strengthen the immune system.
2: Yeah, and you know, you guys know I'm the skeptic in this group, and I've come. I, I think Magic Mind is terrific. It, I, am adding it to my regular routine. Uh, my next step is to convince Bill and Mike here to try it. Um, start drinking magic mind bill, and you'll be able to write at night and stream all those TV shows you you're, you're missing. And, uh, yeah, and, and what's great, guys, uh it's Magic Mind is now sold at Sprouts Farmers Market. And if you have a Sprout store nearby, get down there and grab a few bottles and try it.
3: Uh,
1: right, Steve. <laughs> and, uh, and and right now you can set up a subscription, say 50% by using the URL uh magicmind.com backslash no church use the code no church 20 when ordering that is magicmind.com backslash no church code no church 20 hey you know I put in a order myself we're talking about the reason for the season what are we waiting for with Christmas when I was a kid, when we got to this season it was close to winter solstice you know uh shortest day of the year we were done with the crops we were just feeding pigs it was uh it was time of reflection and the gift giving when i was a kid it really didn't stress us out because The gift was just kind of like a reflection of how we felt about that person. You know, a throwaway gift, or I don't want to say throwaway, but, you know, like a gift that you just give to somebody, just whatever. You know, I mean, you like them, but they're not necessarily in your inner circle. Uh, I'll never forget, I had a grandpa that lived in town. That was my mother's dad, and he barely came and saw me. I didn't necessarily resent the guy, but I didn't really think about him much. It was called Grandpa John. (laughs) Now, my Grandpa Ray, who lived across the street, was an absolute badass. And nobody messed with him. And he was awesome. And I worked with him on a regular basis. I got two gifts one year from uh, uh, my grandfathers. My uh, grandfather, who lived in town, Grandpa John, nice guy, didn't see him that often, gave me a ukulele. Which, I mean, it's awesome, but he got it in Hawaii or someplace. Which, oh well, good for you, dude. My grandpa on the farm bought me some buckled boots to go over my shoes. That would prevent my shoes that I wore to school from getting ruined. He knew me. He had a relationship with me. I think that ukulele if i had it a week uh i would bet the under on that (laughs) that those buckle boots i couldn't have hugged my grandpa any harder for that he knew me and that's what i think a lot of times what we do is we forget when everybody talks about the the reason for the season and the reason for the season is this it's for you and the relationship that you have with people and you have the opportunity to show it, whether it's wonderful or toxic. I mean, just show it. I mean, if she's toxic, I mean, give her coal. And if she's more toxic this year, give her a bigger piece of coal. (laughs) But anyway, I'm gonna go ahead and bring in Michael Cropper, but I just wanted to just throw this out. I always thought Easter got shortchanged by Christmas. I, to me, my faith, Easter is so important, whereas, of course, Christmas is important, but to me, the reverence is from Easter. And I want to go ahead and bring in Michael Cropper on that.
3: Yeah. I want to go back to the, the uh, just a couple lines of scripture you read uh, on which we're basing this podcast. Uh, And, and of course, Steve has presented those. They're from the Messiah. And it says, again, uh, verse 6 is, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, of the greatness of his government and peace. There will be no end. Now, folks, you couple that with Luke 2, which is a story of uh, uh, Jesus' birth and the shepherds. For there is born to you this day in the city of David, a savior who is Christ the Lord. And to wrap it all up folks in verse 13 of Luke, Luke two. And suddenly there was with the angel, a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. To me, these two sections of scripture go together and in, 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 in presenting The birth of Christ and the nativity and the advent of which we're talking about. Now, this to me is so great. I don't see how anybody could not enjoy that and be thrilled with it. But as the guys have said, there is a time and there is conflict regarding enjoying Christmas. I did not think that I would ever have any conflict with my brother regarding Christmas or anything like that, or any family members, uh, when we're growing up, we all have positive hope that our families will stay real close. But I can tell you, you do not really believe it will happen to you. But it does happen. Like Steve says, you look up to your brother and later find out that he lacks social skills. He comes over on Christmas, and he berates your your wife, and he berates you on Christmas, get this, uh, and 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 wants to pick a fight over something that occurred a year before, a very minor thing, and, and but to him it's a major thing, but it never was cleared up. So so then he also has no social skills and makes off-color jokes on Christmas in front of my children, and 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 you know, Bill, you want to hold back. Bill Bill has four sisters. He never had a brother he could pick on and hit, but, and he couldn't hit his sisters. I'm sure that wouldn't be allowed. But we've we've all shared some things with you that that are surprising to you that that happen on Christmas and a lot of it occurs because of the stress. You get worn down, you get tired, and if folks you're not getting enough sleep, you are especially susceptible to the problems and the the um, anger that can go with it. And 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 I think one of the guys had mentioned spending too much money is a common common cause of stress at Christmas, or finding the right gift for your wife or your children. Uh, having too much to do. Again, I mentioned that earlier, folks. I I, uh, I hosted Thanksgiving. I'm to host Christmas again. Uh, and, and, and what you have to do is you have to figure out a way to share these stresses. You have to share them with your family, your children. Uh, have somebody else Uh, help you with the meals or even buy a prepared meal at Kroger, which I'm very tempted to do this year. Uh, But anyway, and also folks, we all want to make the holidays special for our family. Bill has two children. Uh, Steve has a son. Robert has two sons. When they're home with you, you want to make that special. And each year you want to try to make it a little bit different, a little bit more special or different from the year before. And all of that brings a little stress. So anyway, so Bill there's just a couple of thoughts in my mind that that go with the reason for the season. Excellent, uh, professor.
4: So, you know, as we as as you think about, you know, how do we how do we overcome some of that stress? How do we deal with the things that are going on and, you know, I I'm, I'm going to talk about, you know what? This is a super 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 good time to start exercising that face muscle that we talk about all the time find some time for prayer find some time for reflection find some time to look at the scriptures you know look at them on a way to do it and hey i'm going to give you a way to do it that's easy so if you can spend no more than 10 minutes and most of them are five to six minutes per day in your car there is a podcast put together by the students of our home church shirderland baptist church called waiting in remembrance and our students the kids actually wrote the devotions. And like today's was written by an eighth grade girl. A couple of the kids that I've taught over the years have written several of these. And I would suggest, you know, download that podcast and listen to it as you're driving, five to six minutes. I've been doing it since we started it last Sunday, Sunday after Advent. Listen to it as I drive to the office. And it's just a way to help center me and ground me a little bit. And I would suggest, you know, that's one way you can do it that's easy and quick and a quick way to do it to kind of help start relieving some of that stress and help you get focused on what is really important in this season and it's a time to remember it's a time to reflect and a time to prepare so that's just a good way to get started with it
2: excellent uh steve ditch uh, mike says he was exactly right it's a time to spend with your family. It's really a time to treasure that. I would say, yeah, you want it to be special, but you know, don't, don't, don't knock yourself out. Enjoy the time together. Uh <laughs> I hate to say this, Robert. The brisket doesn't have to be perfect. Uh that there can be there could be, you know, the, the, the pecan's pie doesn't have to be perfect. Yeah, you you can the the idea is that you know that's the trappings. Um I and I think I think sometimes and, and especially when it comes to difficult family members, the other part of this is that uh I, and i and i'm, I'm applying this to, to a bit to myself and and the way I've it's kind of been in the past you drive yourself crazy because you hope every year it's going to be different Th- this will be the year that my brother doesn't tell dirty jokes in front of my kids and every year he tells the dirty jokes so so you, you what you have to do is sadly and 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 this is maybe hard for christians because it sounds like i'm being pessimistic but you got to begin to manage your expectations and you got to be able to be able to know what you're going to do when 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 the brother starts uh, telling dirty jokes to be able to say hey you know we're not going to do that this year and kind of anticipate what might happen to not let things go off the rails or in my case to try to just understand that my mother-in-law is going to say nothing nice for three solid hours. <laughs> and, you know, you just move on. Talk to anybody else. You just move on. It's just, you're over there. It's sad, but but that's, or else you drive yourself crazy. Here's a poker player saying, you got to play the hands you're dealt uh, and you can do the best you can. I'm not, that's and I'm not and let, let me be more, let me be more progressive. Let me be more, suitable. Uh, There's a degree of mindfulness to be aware of your own feelings at the moment, to be able to control those, uh, call on that spiritual gift of self-control big time, (laughs) um, being charitable, but maintain your boundaries. You don't have to be, you know, walked all over. Um, and, um, and I, and, and kind of, you know, winding it back a bit, Bill, you said an interesting thing. The, the The early church, Easter, was really the big deal. Uh, that was the huge feast day. It still is in the Eastern church. Much is done about that. Um, I, I don't know the full history of Christmas, but I, my underhanded reason for pulling out Dickens is I think back in the Industrial Revolution, that's when kind of this commercialism began as the middle class began to develop and the incomes began to separate and there was a there was a growing class distinction all of all of christmas carol is set against what was a very real social environment at the time of the it was is the 1840s when it was written um, and you saw people still worked on christmas there was that base scene with with the 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 ghost of christmas present where they go around the world and there are still miners working and there's still people there's still men on 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 merchant ships uh bill you you'd you identify with that there's there's there, you know not it's it's not a time of gaiety for everybody um so uh, whack wrapping that up it's you know be grateful for what you, you have try to work on that gratitude um, It's it's great you are so blessed out there if you have a family that actually gets along where you all visit wherever somebody's house you all have a good time um i i I don't i if if you if you're if you have a christian home like that say a prayer of thanksgiving for that i don't
1: uh want to disparage uh <laughs> christmas i honestly a... <laughs> i kind of thought i kind of thought of it as a uh it's kind of like an event how you rush so hard to make everything special and then when it happens then you sit there and you can just kind of relish the moment whether you, you stepped up to the plate or you didn't <clears throat> and to me it's uh it's a reflection of the year. It's getting close to the end of the year. And I'm looking forward to longer days. I guess that's kind of like the farmer in me getting ready to, you know, what's next year going to be like. I kind of look at the last year and I, uh, I reward the people that wow. help me and that I enjoy being with and i try and reconcile with the ones i don't really i i really <laughs> probably needed to apologize for for the last year but i do remember specifically i think it was 2008 and i think professor can probably correct me on this i had a re- i'm a commission salesman and i like it because If I'm having a bad week, I see it on my check. It's pretty easy. I don't have to wait for my boss to call me in the office. Matter of fact, and I think it was in 2008, I had a lot of weeks like that that were bad weeks. And I'm sure it was a bad year. It was not good. And I was just thinking, and my kids were young. And it was just rough. And I was coming out of Sunday, uh, you know, Christmas Eve service. And I remember distinctly thinking about, man, I wish I could just go back home just for a moment to touch my past to a simpler time. I don't remember my dad having these kind of issues. And I walked out. And it was snowing. (laughs) We're in Houston, Texas.
4: It does not ever snow in Houston.
1: Here, and it was just beautiful. And people, and I get it. There's people out there that have no faith. They don't really have the connection. But I felt it right then. I couldn't go home, but God brought home to me, and. That's that's a gift that I couldn't ask for, and it couldn't replace. Those are the kind of moments that we hope to get from Christmas. And with that, we're going to go ahead and go around the around the fellas
3: and get some uh, takeaways. Uh, Michael Cropper, yeah. If you have during stress during the Christmas season, folks, join the club. You're normal. In fact, if you do not have stress, something's wrong with you. <laughs> Some activities which we may cause you, which may cause you to worry, you simply cannot avoid. And that's what we're tra- we're all being practical right now with with the podcast folks. For example, example as buying groceries, gasoline, or just plain driving your car home from work during during the holiday season and during rush hour traffic. You can't avoid the you can't avoid those folks or buying a special present for your spouse. You want want that to be special and you want to make her happy. But there are some things you can do to reduce the holiday stress. Steve has mentioned a number of practical things, and I want to add a a couple of things to his suggestions as well. Uh, If if you don't have a lot of money to spend, create a budget and stick to it. Um, And practical advice, if you're buying gifts, if you get stressed out while buying gifts, start early, Don't, don't wait. And I do want to throw something in here. The guys brought to my mind earlier. I worry about having a special day for my kids and everything. But both my daughters said on Thanksgiving, they said, "Dad, don't worry about it. We're so glad to just be here, and have a place to go." Because I forgot to put out one thing, or forgot to got to um, yeah, forgot to put one one item for lunch. And I said, "I'm sorry, I forgot." that They said, "Don't worry about it. We are thankful to be here." And sometimes we forget the other parties really aren't looking at you that critically. They're actually looking at you with love and, and understanding. And, and boy, that sure helps sometimes. Um, if you get stressed while you're cooking, start early. Ask others to bring some of the meal. <laughs> Cook early and freeze or refrigerate the food before the big day. The girls helped me. Both my daughters came, their families, and they helped prepare the meal. Uh, or, I, I think I mentioned this earlier, folks, you can buy a complete prepared meal at Kroger or HEB, and that will sure take the um, the, the stress off of anybody having to bring food and you having to make the meal. Anyway, um, dealing with stress as men, when we experience a high level of stress, we tend to bottle up our feelings. That's men. We all grew up with this, right, Bill? We grew up through the, uh, our, our dads told us you're not a man if you cry, if you experience emotion, but the fact is we do experience emotion, folks. We do experience feelings. So it's important sometimes that we do share our thoughts. Uh, maybe not necessarily with our spouse, but other men, it helps to share our, our thoughts and, and our shortcomings and our stresses. Uh, after all, we should talk more and, and share our worries with a friend or even a therapist. This is a helpful advice. Ladies figured this out a long time ago, man. Uh, and we have yet to incorporate it into all our uh, all our stressful events. And, and here's another thing that works for me, folks. Self-therapy or try journaling. Simply writing down your thoughts and your feelings and try to understand them more clearly. And believe it or not, that works. If you make a list of things, it will help you outline and put things in focus. And exercise helps control stress. Yeah, nope. some of us don't want to exercise or don't like to exercise, but it really works if you can force yourself to take the time to do it. And then also force yourself to relax. And, And I think, Steve, one of you said, take control of the situation. And I think of relax for a few minutes, unwind, listen to a song or a few songs of your favorite artist or listen to some jokes about your favorite comedian. And then finally, folks, on Christmas Eve, one of one of my favorite things to do, even though we didn't have the time to do it, after church, we would go out and drive around for an hour and look at Christmas lights before we went home. Now, we, like I said, we didn't have time to do it, but we already knew we were going to stay up all night anyway, wrapping <laughs> presents. So, so anyway, those are just a few other additional things uh, to add to the guy's practicals recommendation to you folks, how to handle stress excellent uh, professor.
4: Yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of with you guys. Find find some family traditions you do. You know, my family, after church every year, please don't laugh. We go eat Chinese buffet because, Bill, you probably remember back in the day, we used to have two services. My family always went to the last one, and it was so late that when we were done, every place was closed except the Chinese buffet restaurant. So we started doing it. About when my your oldest son who's now 32 was in seventh grade so we've been doing it for like 20 something years that's just one of the stupid silly tra- traditions we do as a family find those things find a way to stay mindful in the season and practice your spiritual disciplines use this time to really recenter yourselves remember our church po- our church youth group podcast waiting term for remembrance way to really listen in every day and be able to do that, that's something I would encourage everybody to do.
2: Excellent. Uh, Steve Titch. Well, you guys have put out some very good ideas. One one thing that we did in in some cases to try to remind the whole family that it's not always all about the presence. Now, we're not mean. We're not going to say no presence. But in the past, Sharon Sharon and I have done OKR uh, we're going to do in fact this year we're doing stockings only uh you, you can get whatever you want but but you know it's mostly uh, it's got to fit in the stocking we have big stockings or or close to it but that that kind of limits the idea of of our gargantuan things now now it's we're going to make a few exceptions but uh one thing before when, when before we had nick sharon and i did a year where we said our present our present's going to be twenty dollars in each. We got to just go to a dollar store and buy present, buy as many presents as we can for each other, but, but for that twenty dollars and, and be try to be clever about it, try to get you know things we we would need. So so those those are some fun things to do, whether or not you're on a budget, because I, I think part of it is is being in a Christian household is 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 that it's not just about presents you get on christmas morning and 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 to round it back to something that that robert started the uh podcast with yes churches churches should should be or should have advent programs uh they should have it's a it's a great way to keep the congregation centered uh even if it's just for an hour or an hour and a half a week but the on the other end of it don't take down your Christmas decorations December twenty sixth, because by the time we get there, that's finally our chance to unwind, <laughs> to get on the couch. Probably most, for lucky most of us, don't get to do have to go to work between Christmas and New Year's. And those who do know it's the easiest week of the year to work because the boss isn't in the office. Uh, so one thing or the other. That's so. So let your decorations stay up at least. I would say uh all the way to january 6th the epiphany uh twelfth night which if as i say want to get traditional really that's in the old world that's when christmas christmas celebrations started on the 25th and lasted for two weeks and and before that you know was, was was wasn't all this certainly all this commercial trappings we have going now back to almost well actually the first of november so leave your christmas decorations up let people enjoy the holiday uh well into the new year
1: you know this has been excellent uh i didn't really want to talk about christmas traditions or anything because uh i we we didn't necessarily do a whole lot of i mean i mean other than going to church decorate the house and everything it's I mean, I don't want to say it wasn't a big deal, but it just uh, it wasn't as stressful as some of you guys have went through. But I can tell you this, though, uh, being around a lot of people during it. And my dad uh, taught me this and he he told it to me specifically, Uh, especially when you're dealing with difficult people. And more often than not, it's relatives that you don't see on a regular basis During the holidays, and my dad always prepped me this. If they're complainers, believe me, they don't want the problem fixed. They just want you to care. And so hopefully you're related, so you really do care. But if you can't, go ahead and act. (laughs) So with that, thank you so much for tuning in. This is podcast number 312. Uh, and once again, thanks so much to our supporters. Hey, and of course, Magic Mind. Thanks so much. And on behalf of uh, our producer, Mr. Steve Titch, Michael Cropper, Robert Koshu, my name is Bill Cox. This podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever your podcast. Please rate it and just go ahead and leave a review. And if you have a question or comment, You can go to our Facebook page, which is at NoChurchAnswers.com, and post it there. If you are unable to attend a church, check out Sugarland Baptist Church streaming service. It's on Facebook, YouTube, and SugarLandBaptist.org. It starts Sunday at 9.45 a.m. And when you are ready, we encourage each and every one of you to join a local Bible-based church. Why local? So you'll go and participate and find small group ABF uh, that's an adult Bible fellowship or a Sunday school class where you can join for small group discussions like this and find one that is men only if there is one start one and don't take any church answers
0: you've been listening to No Church Answers the weekly Christian podcast for men Tell us what you think. Leave a comment or review. Want to know more about us? Then visit NoChurchAnswers.com and our Facebook page. Check out our video series on our YouTube channel. You can also become a patron of No Church Answers by visiting our Patreon page. No Church Answers is a production of Man Up Spiritual Oasis Media, which is solely responsible for its content.